Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks from Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Annapolis. You know, I had a little bit of a health issue lately and I lost a lot of weight, almost like 60 pounds. Now, some of that was on purpose. Some of that was from the hospital stay, uh, but I had to get some new clothes. And so guess where I'm going? That's right. I'm going to Leon Tailoring because Larry, Norm, Kim and Judy, they've taken my measurements for years and the measurements have dropped a little bit. And so they'll take care of me just like they'll take care of you. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. Don't tell me you lost weight. They'll be able to tell if you have or not. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Take a few moments to sit down and chat uh, with Governor Eric Holcomb. Governor, how you been? Uh, hard to be better. We're on a roll. A lot of momentum in the state of Indiana, and we uh, we are hell-bent on making sure that uh, that momentum continues uh, long into the future. Uh, we've had lots of jobs announcements lately uh, here in Indiana. Uh, the question always pops up is, do we have the workforce to fill those jobs, or do we have to import people from out of state? Uh, what's going on? Well, you can never sit back and say, there, we're done. Uh, no one can around the world. It's amazing to me, uh, no matter if it's another state or another country, everyone's doing the math. Everyone is looking at the top of the funnel and seeing numerically how many people are working their way into the labor force. You're absolutely correct, as always, um, that uh, we're at a all-time peak high private sector um, um, rate in, in terms of employment, and we've got the lowest recidivism rate on record in the state's history. And so when you think about how are we, A, producing, um, the, the uh, creating and then producing the students that end up in the workforce, whether getting a, you know, going on to college or going directly into a career, are we making sure that we're, that we're plugging all the um, leaks? Are we uh, making sure there are pathways directly into industry? Those things are important. Are we making sure that we're an attractive state so that we're, as you said, um, continuing to experience um, migratory patterns to Indiana? I would not want to be some of my neighbors who, A, uh, lost a congressional uh, delegate because they didn't keep up with population growth numbers. We didn't. Um, or B, are losing in droves. Our neighbor to the West is experiencing an exodus of not just talent, but of capital as well. And so these things are concerning um, to, to me, to looking around um, the world. But yes, we're constantly, constantly going to be um, making sure that's what the, the event I just spoke at, you know, Ivy Tech was there and making sure that our K through 12 and our institutions of higher education and our adult um, learning centers are appropriately um, tethered to the community so that just like an Ivy Tech being in the backyard of so many different sectors or, or ecosystems, we can create curriculums, training programs that are filling these jobs. We have uh, not by accident or, or coincidence, uh, we are experiencing a record amount of capital investment. With that, it also brings people to our state. And so you have to make sure that people are moving here, people are staying here, people are being skilled here and skilled up and reskilled. The exciting thing for me is always what type of jobs are coming here in life sciences, in biotech, in um, the future of mobility. These are jobs that have longevity. They're careers. They're high wage. We're right now through the IEDC, we're north of $35 an hour in terms of the thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs that we're bringing to our state. And what's most exciting to me, 
and then I'll take a breath. Uh, what's most exciting to me is they're 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 moving around the whole state, so they're not concentrated in, say, central Indiana or northern Indiana or southern Indiana. They're happening all over the, the all over our terrain, and um, that's advantage Indiana. Um, when those things all align. You mentioned Indiana is uh, one of the lowest recidivism rates in history. Uh, what is going on with our uh, correctional system these days, and why do, you, why do we get the, how do we get that low recidivism rate? It goes back to your previous question, in my mind. It's a number of things, so I don't want to oversimplify it, but um, one kind of blinking neon light is our folks who come in before they leave, do they have a skill... Um, that is relevant to the workforce. My best days are when I hear about someone who has gained a skill that not only provides dignity and, and options to their second chance or third chance or fourth chance for that matter, uh, but when they get to determine what their destiny is going to be, when they've never had it before, um, Nothing's better. And so if we can skill up, again, it could be in life sciences, it could be in manufacturing, it could be in woods crafting, it could be in you name it. IT coding, I believe. IT, yeah, we're, I mean, I want to do more coding, and we need more coders. And when you think about the world we live in and cybersecurity, how important it is, these jobs are, you know, six-figure jobs. And so... And with the, the, the employment crunch, the high, un, the high um, employment numbers, low unemployment numbers hovering around 3, 3.1%, I mean, 4% is full. And so now you're getting employers who are some for the first time saying, I'll give them a chance. And when they figure out that they can do, because they've given this chance, everything that every other employee they've ever hired can do, and maybe better, maybe they're they're prouder and they're not going to give up this new lease on life uh, because they've they realized I I have worth I they they need my skill they need me this is a good thing and so that's that's the big thing but also making sure uh, that when they leave as well they're in a better in terms of health indicators. Um, and that's that's another ongoing challenge. You want to be moving in the right direction on all these fronts. We're doing that. And for the first time, we've got more health delivery resources um, from a state perspective and partnering with local communities. Right now, you know, September 1st, I guess, will be our first milestone. But we're county commissioners all over the state of Indiana are deciding whether they're going to opt in um, to this um, these new resources as, as a partner with the state. And, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about the momentum that's building there, too. Uh, two more questions real quickly here. Uh, with some of the cultural issues that have been sort of bandied about here in the state of Indiana, a lot of the young folks who say, hey, maybe Indiana isn't right for me. What are you doing to sort of mitigate that? Because that goes to, you know, Indiana's workforce as well as their futures as well. Well, I talk about all the different opportunities that are in the state of Indiana that are coming here that, uh, that, and, and talk about specific business opportunities or employment opportunities, the quality of place, the investments that we're making are unlike any other state that I can find in the country right now. When you talk about um, 
planting a million trees. We're, we're knocking on the door of having that goal checked early in a five-year period. When you talk about the, the acreage that we're um, acquiring for public use in terms of land conservation and preserves, when you're, when you're talking about the trails, when you're talking about all the improvements that we're making in quality of place, which is quality of life, when you talk about the high-wage job opportunities that a young person coming out of school that can go work at Saab or go work at Skywater or go work at Cummins or go work at Rolls-Royce or go work at Lilly and and, and just to name some of the the big boys. Um, but then everything else, the new startups, Forbes ranking Indiana as the best place to start a business because of our entrepreneurial spirit and commitment, financial commitment um, to it. Uh, when you when you talk about uh, the record uh, enrollment at say a Purdue or our, our you know a lot of people said I don't know what this is going to mean it turns out that opportunity and and um, and employment and it's employment that you're passionate about in my mind always prevails and that's why we're a state that's that's growing will you will you you know please everyone 100 percent 100 percent of the time no but the fact of the matter is if you want to if you want to um, paint the true narrative our state is growing while others maybe have some different policy um, objectives and they're declining final question for you sir uh, you endorsed mike pence for president you have made an endorsement of the governor's race how come because there's a lot of time and, and I've known Mike Pence for a, a lot of time and I've known Mike Pence's um, policy, most importantly, and I told him this, um, that I've known Mike Pence's policy prescriptions for decades and not to date me, but I first met, met Mike Pence in the 80s and have kind of watched him from afar, um, mostly, but then most recently very close. And um, he's been true to himself and true to his word every day that I've known him and, and before that. And so knowing how he feels and is willing to speak out on, we better, in terms of the debt, we better take our medicine or, the, or it's going to taste a lot worse the longer we wait. He's one of the one that has stepped forward and said, here's what I would do. Damn the torpedoes. And um, because it's going to be worse the longer we wait or he's he's addressed immigration, both legal and immigration in his past uh, assignments. He's he is uh, ready on day one in terms of our global standing and has positions regarding fill in the blank, what country we're talking about or chaos that's unfolding. Um, He's very, he has articulated very specific, substantive positions. And there will be time for that too on the gubernatorial front. Uh, Clearly, I know Suzanne Crouch the best. I've worked closely with her most recently for the the last seven years um, and thank the world of her. But she needs an opportunity to A, define who she is, as a candidate and B, the substance um, that she's going to present to the voters who will endorse those plans. And I came out of the um, mold of, of a former boss and successor uh, who was very detail oriented when it came to our agenda. I've tried to model the same thing and I've tried to always present 
what I stand for. I submitted an op-ed that said, have a plan and, and, and then learn from the plan as you implement it and execute it. But you first got to have a plan. And so um, I'm respectfully waiting for all the candidates, including my partner, uh, to present their plans to the, to the Hoosier electorate. Governor, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you very much, sir. It's good to be with you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.